Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. I appreciate the opportunity to speak this morning. Uh, It was a great thing. I was confused. I thought, you know, a pastor, if you're going to go through a building campaign and a relocation process... Uh, that we didn't know back then would be 15 years, why in the world would you let a 26-year-old <laughs> who just had his feet wet in the ministry, he was just ordained at the Center Street campus uh, under a year ago, speak? But I really appreciate the opportunity to speak this morning. Uh, as Jimmy said, um, I was raised in Palmetto Baptist Church. My family and I joined under the pastoral leadership of Mike Hardy in 1998. Uh, as you know, Jimmy came in September of 2000. Um, Hillary and I were about the same age. Zach was a little older than us, um, but it was great. It was great. It's a great. It was a great transition. In the moment that we came here, uh, we felt that God wanted us here, even at the age of eight. Um, my wife, uh, Tiffany, uh, and my two babies are here. Since the last time, my, I recognize many of your faces, but I also don't recognize some other faces. But since the last time you saw me, I've gotten married. So that's a good thing. I have one of these now. That's good. Um, we have uh, a baby. Her name is Shelby. She's six, uh, 15 months old. She's in the nursery. And we also had a little boy on St. Patrick's Day last month. He's five weeks old. His name is Harper. And he should be in here right now. He's probably sleeping. Okay? He does that well. All right? Um, but I felt a call in the ministry. You know, people think sometimes that when you go to join a church, you think, well, If God's leading me here, then he's leading me here, and that's all there is to it. But little did I know, at the age of eight, when we joined Palmetto Baptist Church in 1998, we came here, and little did I know, eight years later, I would go to a student camp under the leadership of Barry Williams and feel a call into ministry. And so that's what happened at Palmetto Baptist Church. And since that time, Palmetto Baptist Church has poured their life into me, all of y'all have, given me opportunities to speak, like today, um ordaining me, although uh, I was at another church, serving at another church. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And I'm very, very appreciative of it. Uh, Tiffany and I, like I said, married at the Center Street campus in 2013. Jimmy married us. Married us. It was November 2nd. Um, But first of all, I want to tell you this. My favorite book of the Bible is the book of Acts. And the reason why my favorite book of the Bible is Acts is simply because there's an excitement coming out of the gospel. And the reason there's an excitement is because we see a trend in the Old Testament. And that trend is, you see it in Genesis 1. God makes something good, man messes it up, and then God creates situations and people to reunite himself with God. So there's an excitement, okay? And the amazing fact is, God does this over and over and over and over and over again. The students... um, we're going through, at First Baptist Church, Sonoy, we're going through a series called Spring Throwback, the study of Genesis. And when we got to Cain and Abel, I said, I don't know why you're so surprised that Cain killed his brother. Because the moment that Adam and Eve sinned, 
they went home. I said, a lot of y'all act like your parents. You know, we all do that, right? We all, we're all guilty of that. And I said, the moment that Adam and Eve sinned, sin began to, began to penetrate conversations, uh, reactions, uh, internal thoughts, and anything in the whole house. I mean, it just spread throughout the whole house. It diseased. It tainted everything. Sin did. That's why. That's why. But what I told the students is I said, if you go back and look at Genesis 4, there's about 34, I can't remember exactly, but there's about 34 verses in the book in, in Genesis chapter 4. The, only the first 17 verses talk about how Cain, talked about how Cain messed up. The other 17 verses talk about what God did to reunite himself with Cain. Although he had to pluck him up and take him to a whole other location, we tend to focus on the fact that Cain was just an awful, awful person. But in God's eyes, God inspired what who most believed to be Moses to write the book of Genesis to talk about the whole other half of Genesis 4, about how God reunited himself with himself. God reunited Cain with himself. So we did see this trend. God makes something phenomenal, flawless, for instance, creation, right? and everything in it, uh, humanity messes it up, and God appoints people and situations to be reunited uh, with him. And the amazing fact is, God, this is over and over again, okay? And then in the Gospels, as we all know, God sends his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. Uh, the exact thing that we just celebrated uh, in this baptismal pool, which is awesome. Jimmy don't have to get wet. It's great. He rolled up his sleeves, and I thought, he must be getting hot like I am. Doggone it, he gets to take off his jacket, I don't, okay? And I thought, oh, never mind, he's about to baptize people. And I see the baptismal pool, and I think, this is awesome. This is fantastic, okay? I see the LED lights. Many of you think, well, LED lights, that's, that's too modern, that's too... No, actually, it's saving, saving your power bill, for number one. Number two, it's a lot cooler in here, okay? LED lights are the way to go, and I guarantee you, if Palmetto Baptist Church would have built, even five years ago, there would not be LED lights in here. I can't express to you... How awesome these LED lights are. Fantastic, okay? It's fantastic, all right? So God sends Jesus Christ in the four Gospels, okay? But in the book of Acts, this is why it's my favorite book in the Bible. Because we see the true eyewitnesses of who got to actually have a physical relationship with Jesus. Who could touch him, who could talk to him, and on and on it goes, right? We all want that. A lot of us, and a lot of reasons why people don't get baptized and why people don't get saved is because they can't physically see Jesus. They can't talk to him. They can't send him a tweet. They can't send him an email. They can't do any of that because they want to see him. They want to touch him, okay? In the book of Acts, we see the account of the people who actually had that interaction with God, uh, with Jesus Christ, okay? But the awesome thing is, this is why I like Acts. They get, like, I call them a double dipper, okay? Because not only did they get to experience prayer um, with Jesus Christ in, a phys in his physical being, they also got to experience the power and the overwhelming sense of the Holy Spirit, so I'm jealous for them, okay? We see the true eyewitnesses. These people, if you think about it, these people in Acts 1, uh, Luke gives this account. Uh, the whole book of Acts was written by Luke. And he gives this account about all the people, uh, particularly Peter and John uh, in this situation, who got to experience Jesus Christ and the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit. In chapter 2 of Acts, when the day of Pentecost came, the people became on fire, 
They became on fire because, oh my goodness, they experienced Jesus Christ and they experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. Nowadays, here with us, we only get to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and conversate to God the Father and Jesus Christ who is now with him. Okay, but these people are on fire, all right? Um, But Luke mentions Peter and John and how they experienced the Holy Spirit and the physical presence of God. Chapter 3 Peter preaches a powerful sermon which, in which many uh, souls are saved. Um, and there's also a man who is crippled who is healed after 40 years, okay? But this morning, I want to focus on the first portions of chapter 4. And the reason I want to do that is because he revealed to me certain facts that are parallel with decisions that were made at Palmetto Baptist Church over the past 15 years. So if you have your copy of God's Word, the words will be on the screen. Uh, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Acts 4. And we'll read verses 1 through 31. It says, While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priest, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, they arrested them and since, uh, since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard the message believed it, so the number of believers now totaled about 5,000 men, not including women and children. The next day, this is verse 5, the next, day, the, the next day the council of all the rulers and elders, teachers of religious law, met in Jerusalem. Anas, the high priest, was also there, along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. And by the way, it is, spelled, it is pronounced Annas. I looked it up. I thought Annas. I have a student in the student ministry whose name is Anna, and I want to say Annas, okay? But there's a Bible. Listen, you think, well, preachers, they should know how to pronounce everything, right? Because, you know, they're a preacher, right? Listen, I cheated. There's a Bible app called Blue Letter Bible. If you get on your phone, look up BLB in the app store, you can download Anything you want, it'll tell you how to pronounce any word that comes across. Okay, so that's tell you, let me tell. I wanted to tell you how I cheated. Okay, I can't pronounce the big words like Jimmy can. It's just I, I just can't do it. They brought in two disciples and demanded, "By what power or in whose name have you done this?" Verse eight says, "Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, we are beginning to question. We are being questioned today because of a good deed." Because of a good deed we've done for a crippled man, do you know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and all the people of Israel that he is healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. The man you crucified, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Verse 12 says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Verse 13 says, The people of the council were amazed, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the Scriptures. They also reorganized them as men who had been with Jesus. Verse 14 says, But since you did not see, since you could see the man who had been healing standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. Verse 16 is here. 
What should we do with these men, they asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign, and everyone in Jerusalem knows about it. Verse 17 says, But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them to never speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything happened, about everything, we cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. Verse 21 says, The council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. Verse 23. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said when they heard the report. All the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God, O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. You spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? Verse 26 says, The king of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord against the Messiah, and against the Messiah. Verse 27 says, in, in fact, this has happened here in the very city. For here, Herod Antipas and Pontius Pilate, the, gover, the governor, the, gen, the Gentiles and the people of Israel were all united together against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And here's the last verse. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Let's pray. Father, there's no other book in the world that can penetrate and change our hearts like your book can. And so, Father, I pray that you use me as a vessel to communicate a message that you've put in your word and parallel that with some experiences that I've seen firsthand at Palmetto Baptist Church. We love you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. So there are five major facts recorded by Luke in which John, Peter, and others that are parallel with the decisions that Palmetto Baptist has made in the past 15 years, okay? The book of Acts is Luke's record of what happened, okay? So I want, I want to separate it first, and I want to let you know which one's supreme. Luke gives his account. He wrote the whole book of Acts. He gives his account of what happened. I'm giving my account to what happened, and I'm going to parallel this with Acts 4, okay? But this is what I want you to understand. Luke's version is supreme. There's nothing that we could have done at Palmetto Baptist Church that would have changed the Word of God in Acts 4. So I want you to know, although I'm using this as a parallel, the story that Luke gives is supreme, okay? So here's the first, and first let me get back with this. I'm going to use the word we a lot sometimes, okay? I'm no longer a member here. God has called me to another church at First Baptist Church to know it. So when I use the word we, I'm referring back to when I was here, a member at Palmetto Baptist Church. Here's the first truth. Here's the first parallel that I want to make. The people were confronted 
The people were confronted. We see this in verse 1. It says, while, John, while Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priest, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. Peter and John were being confronted for speaking the word of God. Peter had just got through preaching this long message in which people were converted, people were saved. Uh, not, not just a few people were saved. Thousands of people were saved according to the word of God, okay? Thousands of people were saved, okay? And you may think to yourself, you know what? I'm with you, but we were not confronted as Palmetto Baptist Church. Okay, but we were not confronted. Let me make my point here, okay? From December 2007 until June of 2009, the United States went through an economic recession, an official economic recession. If you hear people talk about it at the store, yeah, we went through a recession in 2010. That's not official. That's your opinion, okay? That's not opinion. I got this from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. There was a official recession from December of 2000, um, December of 2000, um, I lost my place in line. 2007 in June of 2009, okay? And even after that, the finances at churches were, were, you know, $70,000 plus in the red. Because people who did have money and who were making money and who were, were able to keep their jobs, they were putting it in their back pocket just in case their babies weren't going to eat that night or weren't going to eat within the next three months, okay? So, and which is totally understandable, Okay? But as a teenager, I was sitting, I was 11 years old, sitting in the balcony at Palmetto Baptist Church at the Center Street campus, and I remember vividly the meeting about the decision to relocate, okay? And people got excited. The final service, as you know, was the last Sunday in 2015 at the Center Street campus, and, um, you know, I know a lot of you, I saw uh, references on Facebook about how y'all are sad, and I get it, and I was sad for you. January 3rd, y'all moved here officially, Highway 29, and it's been great ever since from from what I understand, okay? But here's the deal. It took 15 years to relocate, and you you may say to yourself, we weren't confronted by anything. Yes, you were. We were all confronted by something. We were confronted by time. We were confronted by time. We had to wait, whether it be a, a financial resource or whether it just God not thinking that we were ready to be here Whatever it was, we had to wait 15 years. So, say, so imagine this. If you were a member of Palmetto Baptist Church, let me, let me ask you this. Raise your hand if you were a member of Palmetto Baptist Church in 1971. 1971. I see a few hands. I see a few hands, okay? Imagine this. If today marks your 45th anniversary of being a member at Palmetto Baptist Church, that means that the last 15 years of your membership, think about 1971, how long ago that was. iPhones weren't even in the picture. Not even in the picture, okay? Not even in the picture. 1971, the last 15 years of your membership, 33.3% roughly was under a relocation campaign. Listen, that is trying. That is trying. And for those of you still here after 15 years, you're great. You are awesome, you are dedicated, you are bold, okay? You are bold because that is a long time of church membership to be dedicated to a church and to go through such a campaign like Palmetto Palmetto Baptist Church did. Here's number two. The people were bold. We see this in verse 13. It says, The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. Listen, they were going on the, they were going on the seat of their parents with 
pants with the Spirit of God, with the Holy Spirit. They were preaching the Word of God based on what Jesus had taught them and based on what they experienced with the Holy Spirit. And they're flying with it. They didn't go to New Orleans Theological Seminary. They didn't go to Southern. They didn't go to Southeastern, Southwestern. They didn't go to Golden Gate. They didn't go anywhere else. To Liberty. Sorry, RJ. To Liberty. (laughs) They didn't go anywhere else. Listen, they had no special organized training. They were Strictly being bold because of what they experienced through God Almighty. And a lot of you did the same thing. I saw it. I saw it firsthand, okay? I saw it firsthand. Think about the committees, how bold they were. We saw that up here a minute ago. Listen, the majority of the time that I was through this relocation campaign, I was a teenager, okay? And if you don't think that children and teenagers pick up on boldness, you are mistakenly wrong, okay? I can't tell you what I wore in the balcony that day on Center Street when we voted to relocate. I can't tell you what I wore. I can't tell you what I ate for dinner. I couldn't even tell you what I got for Christmas that year, for my birthday, anything. I can't tell you anything about that year. The only thing that I remember about that is the fact that we voted and the fact that people were excited and the fact that people were ready to go. They were ready to get moving because they knew that there was a need coming down the road. Number three, the people were excited or are excited, okay? We see, evidence in, we see evidence of this in verse 20. We cannot stop talking about everything that we have seen and heard, okay? The people saw Jesus and experienced the Holy Spirit, and they were ready to change the world, okay? Listen, y'all are excited. Listen, on, on, January 30, on January 3rd of this year, my Facebook account was blowing up with all of you, with pictures, with videos, with Jimmy up here, jumping and hollering and screaming and doing everything in the world to get your attention and to show you that he was excited, y'all needed to put a shock collar on him. And you probably still do, okay? Because he was still hollering when I was sitting beside him the whole time, and I couldn't even hear what was going on up here, okay? So y'all need to make, y'all should have built a box to put him in and let him out when it's time to preach because he is ecstatic, okay? I saw videos of Jimmy. I saw videos of all of y'all, okay? And, and a lot, right along with Jimmy, a lot of you need some cages too, okay? Because you are chomping at the bit. You're excited. You see people here. It's great. You've been waiting for so long, okay? It's here. You're excited. Also, for those of you who are just baptized, when the gospel comes into your heart and you're transformed, that same type of excitement gets your blood flowing, okay? And that same experience that you experienced in your relationship with God to this point has got you to this point where you're bold, you're excited, you're happy, you're great to be here, okay? Why is this? It's because it's rewarding to see God fulfill him leading you. In, listen, listen, you were, you, the church felt led to relocate. The church felt led to move, okay? In the moment that we got here, I wasn't here. I wish I could have been here. I couldn't get off. I was lucky to be here, okay? I couldn't imagine how you felt because not only was it a new building, it smells new, it looks new. I mean, you could probably put food on the ground. It probably tastes new. It's great. You can't beat anything new. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. But aside from that, it's the fact that God led you led you and led your life in a certain direction, and he fulfilled that direction. Listen, that's something to be excited about, okay? Number four, the people went to prayer. We see evidence of this in verse 24. It says, when they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. The first reaction 
of many of you, even I noticed as a teenager, of many of you was to pray. Was to pray for the relocation. Was to pray about how in the world are we going to raise the funds. To pray about where in the world are we going to buy property. You know, and God fulfilled all these things going on and on. Listen, if you're going to build a multi-million dollar facility and it's a multi-year process and multi, a multi-number of uh, non-believers will become believers, listen, that's something to pray about. That's something to pray about. And Palmetto Baptist Church did that just as the people in Acts 4 did. Okay, You can't tell me that we would be here celebrating everything that's going on in this facility between the awesome, tra- the flawless transitions between here and there. People know what to do. When uh, they were baptizing, Matt was up here getting, getting, getting his crew ready. The smoke started coming up. People started getting excited. Some people wanted to get a gas mask, you know. Uh, it was, but it was great. It was great, and it's fantastic. It's, it's something to be excited about. But listen, we wouldn't be here without prayer. We wouldn't be here without prayer. That direct communication, that gift that we have to talk to God, to bring forth to Him things that are both good and bad and things that we're lacking or searching for in our life. And I believe that this congregation here and the fact that the building is here in one piece without too much debt is a phenomenal prayer answered of God fulfilling His promises. Okay, And let me get to number five. This is the most important part. The people understood the centrality of the gospel. We see evidence of this in verse 12. It says, there is, no salva- there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Can I read that again? There is, no, there is salvation in no one else, or nothing else at that. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Peter and John got that. They understood it. They got it. They were keen. They were focused in on it. They were keened in on it. But they understood that the first thing that we must realize before we do anything is Jesus Christ. And they understood that. And Palmetto Baptist Church understood that, even though it was a 15-year campaign. Okay, The members at Palmetto Baptist Church understood the importance of people knowing the centrality of the gospel. They knew that God was leading them to prepare for future generations. Listen, PBC is PBC because of Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me with that? Do you agree with that? PBC is PBC because of Jesus Christ. God placed the right people in the right place, in the right path, to go along the right path at the right time to get Palmetto Baptist Church where they are now, okay? And this is, this is the one, one of the main points that I want you to get. I didn't put it on the screen because I don't want to spoon feed it to you, okay? Listen, there is no salvation in the physical content of these walls. Did you hear me? There is no salvation in the physical content of these walls. There's no salvation in this podium. There's no salvation in this microphone. There's no salvation in this carpet. There's no salvation in this floor, on the tape, on these awesome LED lights, on the computers, uh, Bruce's space shuttle back there, his soundboard. There is no salvation in that. There's no salvation in that. Are you with me? There's no salvation in that. There's no salvation in the content of these walls. But let me tell you where there is salvation. There is salvation in Jesus Christ 
through which the context in which the Gospels are presented in these walls. Are you with me? Are you with me? We're not here to celebrate the salvation that have been pressed and nailed to these walls. We're not doing it. We're not here to do that. The fact that it's new, Satan often uses that to put a wedge in between us and say, hey, this is an awesome facility, isn't it? Listen, Satan is excited that the place smells good. Satan is excited that my mom now has a new wall in her office, like a new, you know, area in her office. You know, Jimmy's excited. He don't have that big bookshelf anymore. You know, he's excited. There's a lot of things to be excited about, about Palmetto Baptist Church, this new facility. And Satan knows that. And he's excited that the building is brand new too. But what he is not excited about is the vessel in which Palmetto Baptist Church will do with this new facility. He's not excited about that. Raise your hand if you know of a guy named Ray Tomlinson. Ray Tomlinson. I didn't either until I read this article. Okay? Ray Tomlinson in the 1970s invented the concept of an email. He also invented that. The function of the at sign. That's what he invented. Ray Tomlinson. In the 1970s, okay, back, as you know, back in the 1970s, um, computers were rare. And if you, I mean, if you had a computer, you were, you were rich. I mean, you're talking about two or three grand, $5,000, $10,000 for a computer that was probably as big as this podium right here because it was, it, was, it was just so new. Back then, people communicated with a telephone or verbal communication. Also, I wasn't there back then, but people tell me, that there weren't, there weren't answering machines back then either. Is that right? In the 1970s, no answering machines, right? No, none, okay? And very few people are rich enough to have an answering service. Does anybody have an answering service for their cell phone? I mean, I do when I'm riding in the van and a student says, hey, your wife just texted you. I'm like, okay, text her back. You know, like, that's my only form. That's my only, and they're like, oh, we get to, we get to text on the youth pastor's cell phone. Let's see what else, let's see who he's been talking to, you know. And they do that, okay? They do that. I promise you they do that, okay? Last, let me tell you, let me, let me tell you this. Last night, I took 20 middle school students to Sky Zone. That plan, that, that trip was planned before Jimmy and I ever talked. I laid in, bed and laid in bed Friday night and thought, what in the world was I thinking? Coming here today, taking them last night, I'm probably hoarse because I yelled at them. I mean, they were just, they spilt coke all in Tiffany's car. I mean, in the van, they were doing things, you know, with their bodies, getting rid of smells. and It was all, the van smelled awful. It still does. I hope that nobody at First Baptist Noy gets in that van because they're never going to let us take us, take it anywhere ever, you know, it, Awful, anyway. But they do. they do. They do do that. But let me get back to here. Ray Tomlinson invented email. He also invented the at sign. And the reason he did that is because, of course, there weren't any answering machines, but he thought maybe we can leave a message on the computer and then people can get it from there when they have time or when their time permits, okay? Tomlinson thought of the idea of leaving the message on computers. He passed away March 5th of 2016, just last month, okay? This is a quote from him. He says, everyone latched onto the idea that they could leave messages on their computer, he said. As the network grew, the growth of all... As the network grew and the growth, 
all that accelerated, it became really a useful tool. There were millions of you, excuse me, there were millions of you that could be, potentially be reached, okay? And think about that today. Think about how many email addresses you have. I've had, I have four, I know. I have one for the church, I had one when I was at the University of West Georgia, and I have a Yahoo and a Google account, okay? That's four. And you take that number of four and calculate everybody, most everybody in the world who has access to email, how many email addresses is that? How many is that? And think about that symbol right there, the at symbol, okay? It was very useful with email, but now it's useful with what social media account? Starts with a twa, ends with an itter, right? Right? Yeah. Twitter, Twitter. So now it's just being multiplied. The usage of that term, the functionality, serves as a vessel, okay? This is what I want you to get if you hadn't heard anything else I'm saying, okay? Listen. This facility is the new vessel in which God will use PBC to reach people by communicating the transforming message of Jesus Christ in a way that captures one's attention, in a way that motivates one's heart. Captures attention and motivates one's heart based on the scriptures, based on the word of God, based on the transforming power of Jesus Christ. Can I say it again? There's no salvation in these walls. There was no salvation in the capital campaign. There's salvation in the decisions that people make in which the content that we express and portray and uh, explain the word of God, the gospel to people. Listen, if you're looking for a church and you're not any close to Sonoy, you know, you're not close to Sonoy, I don't want to get in trouble. It's far enough away where I can say this. Listen, if you feel God leading you to a church, don't make a hesitation to join Palmetto Baptist Church. It's one of the best decisions, in my opinion, that my mom and dad ever made for our family. One of the best decisions. One of the best decisions that Tiffany and I ever made was getting married in Palmetto Baptist Church before y'all moved here. Raise your hand if you were married at the Center Street campus. A lot, okay? A lot. A lot of y'all were married at the Center Street campus. I'm in that group, thank goodness. I was so happy to be able to do that, okay? Tiffany and I were also encouraged to be able to be ordained in that new facility, okay? Listen, it's a great church. It's a great congregation. If you prefer traditional worship, that's great. If you prefer contemporary worship, that's great too. It's the same God. It's the same gospel. Don't get into a worship war about it. Can I say that again? Don't get into a worship war about it. Don't condemn the, the traditional people. Don't condemn the contemporary people for being who they are and what they prefer, okay? It's the same God, the same gospel, okay? Listen, also, if you're not a Christian, if you're not a Christian, there's staff on here, Jimmy, RJ, uh, Matt, Chris, Renee. Listen, it's a great group of people, great staff, great support staff, and there are also solid pillars of people in this church, the trustees, the deacons, some of these committees. There are awesome people who are helping you through that journey. If you're not a Christian and you don't know who Jesus Christ is and you want to know why this building was built, talk to one of them. Jimmy's going to be up here in a moment, okay, doing the invitation. There's going to be uh, a song. And um, I want to give you the opportunity to do that. If you're feeling God leads you to a church, okay, Palmetto Baptist Church is a good option. If you're not feeling him go one way or another, talk to Jimmy. He'll be happy to talk to you about it. drjfo at aol.com. I remember that, okay? Email him. Email him. 
Talk to them. Talk to RJ if you have a student. Talk to Renee if you have a child that could be in the, student, uh, in the children's ministry. Okay? If you have a gift, such as playing an instrument, talk to Matt or Chris. Or if you have a vocal talent, if you have any kind of soundboard talent, talk to Bruce back there. Talk to anybody. Okay? Listen, the Talmudah Baptist Church has put itself in a position to be placed, to where people can be placed where their talents flourish and the gospel can be used. Okay? So let me pray. Father, I thank you for this gorgeous day, and I thank you for, these, for this church and uh, this congregation and what it's meant to me over the years. And Lord, I pray that you use, continue to use these people to grow your kingdom. Lord, we're not here to worship the walls. We're not here to worship anything besides the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, help us to keep our attention on that. And Lord, I pray if there's a person who hasn't accepted you as their Savior, I pray that they will do that today. If they need to be baptized, I pray they'll be baptized. If they need to join a church, I pray that they'll join the church. We love you and we're encouraged by what we've seen here today. In your name I pray. Amen.